Hello and welcome to the Modern Homesteading Podcast. I'm your host, Harold Thornbrough, and joined again by my co-host, Rachel Jamison. I always throw you off with that, don't I, Rachel? You do a little bit. We're I, well, I do it different every time. It's like sometimes I'll have you say yeah. your part, sometimes, and I just I just start talking, and we just see where it goes. And we all well, come and up we're with something official, and we're still days. getting used to this whole. We're doing a pre-show now yeah. for the members, and we're still getting used to the whole pre-show, and then ending that, and then starting over again. It feels a little bit different still. But yeah, we'll we have this transition here into the main show. So yeah, it's kind of it's kind of different to do that. But we like doing that. We get to talk about the more personal stuff and your homestead, my homestead, or recommendations, things we're doing. Uh I enjoy that time. And it's yeah, it's great. The main show a little shorter because nobody wants to listen to a, us go on for two hours about um whatever <laughs> on the main show. Right. But our members do want to hear that. So uh you know people who really like us want to hear that. So we do that for them. <laughs> we think they like that. Maybe they don't. Maybe they're fast forward into the main show. Yeah, they're going to have to give us some feedback on that, I guess. <laughs> yeah, they might have to let us know if they actually like it or not. I think they do. We'll see. <laughs> Today, we're going to talk about um, our favorite vegetable varieties to grow. And yeah. I hate to say it, Rachel, but I'm kind of boring as a gardener. I'm not, I don't grow a lot of like super exotic varieties. I'm kind of a I'm kind of a plain guy. So my, some of my stuff may not sound so exciting on my varieties because some people's like, okay, that wasn't nothing special. You, on the other hand, you grow some some good stuff. Uh, I think you grow good stuff. And I, you got know, a couple, I, I got a couple pe- things that are that good. I think people but... enjoy a time, like a tested variety. Like yeah. if you're new to gardening and you don't want to spend a ton of money on seeds, it's always nice to know. I really like this bean and it's the same bean I've grown yeah. for 10 years. And because I like it so much and, and, and you I know, think people and, that. and the thing is when you stick to a lot of the same stuff, it's like you seed save and then you got your seeds already for the next year. It gets and you better replant and your better garden. and better. And, yeah. And it gets better because it kind of acclimates to your, your, uh, your area and your garden. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, so a lot of the stuff I've grown, isn't nothing, uh, super special you're going to hear me say some things and be like well you can go down to walmart and buy the seeds for that or something if you want you can probably but you know uh some of the stuff i think is some special stuff but a lot of us has been growing for years and i save the seeds and continue to grow it because well it becomes one of my favorites and what makes a what makes a kind of a favorite vegetable variety for me number one is it tastes good yeah i mean that's my number one reason i would keep growing something i like to eat it and yeah. I mean, if I don't like to eat it, I'm going to not grow it again. And well, I kind of yeah. like it. I may or may not grow it, but it may or may not be one of my, considered one of my favorites, obviously. But then if I really, really like it, it's always going to be in my garden every year, you know? Yeah. I um, mean, we've had something, we had, we've had things that we've grown before that we really, they were really prolific and they grew super well. And we were really disappointed we didn't like them because they just grew so easy and so well. And for me and my family, and I know a lot of people love these, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with them, but it was those cucumelons, the cute little cucumber melon thingies that are super tiny. They're really a big hit right now. Everybody likes them. We just didn't like them. But I'm telling you. You get so many of them. You know what's funny? I tried to grow so many of them. And they didn't grow. They didn't make it. They died off. Oh my word! We I never got... even got the first one. The plant grew; it germinated, it grew a little bit, and I don't know why, but it it didn't make it. Ours did not grow a little bit. Ours grew like Jack and the Beanstalk and took really? over a whole wow. section of it. We had hundreds and hundreds. But you didn't like those. them. That was what was so disappointing. Well, we had hundreds and hundreds of these little tiny melons that looked like little baby watermelons, and they were adorable, and we didn't like. Them. Yeah, I heard somebody, that's so funny you're talking about those, because I just watched a YouTube video three or four days ago, and somebody talking about those, that they grew those, and they kind of said the same thing, but Mm -hmm. they had to do things, they would like, um, I think they pickled them, and then they made something else, they made something else out of them too, and I can't remember what it was, they made something out of them, and then they said they really liked that. Oh, it, but they had to make something out there. They would gather a whole bunch of them. But well, it says, if you find it, like it tell me, because I'm telling you, these things well, grew like crazy. I know who it was. Uh, it was um, Jess from. Uh, oh, OK, Jess. What's I know her, who you what, mean. I, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of her YouTube channel all of a sudden. I can't think of it. Um, yeah, I'm drawing a blank on it. I can't remember. Yeah, I can't I remember. Anyway, uh, we'll put it in the show notes if we can think of it. But she was doing a yeah. seed haul. 
And but see, she all she got to talking about those a little bit and how she they weren't her favorite thing to eat, but she would make mm-hmm. something out of them. And then she would even give those away as gifts in a jar because they were really okay. good like that. So I can tell you, like chickens would probably love them if I had yeah. chickens right now. Yeah, but that's just yeah. something that I was thinking of that she was mentioning those. So it's just kind of funny that you brought those mm-hmm. up after I just saw that video. Uh, yeah, so I think that's what makes it is the taste and growing success, and yes. and if you like them or not, just you know. Yeah. I mean, it's something, even if I really like it, but I have a hard time growing it. Like I just don't get that much because it won't grow good. I've actually given up yeah. on stuff and said, well, it just, I just ain't working for me. I can't grow enough of it for it to matter. I don't, I'm going to quit growing it. You know, I'm about to give up on Brussels sprouts. This is, I have tried three years in a row and have had no success. And I absolutely I, love Brussels sprouts. I think they, they've grown well for me when I've grown them. I guess I hate how long they take to grow. <laughs> It drives I think me that's crazy. my problem. I never, yeah, even though I start season. them really yeah. early, I never get them to the point where I can harvest them. And I know people locally that do, but mm-hmm. I think I'm just going to have to resort to buying them, which is really sad. Do you, I mean, have you tried starting them super early indoors yeah. and transplanting them? Okay. Yep. Last year, I got to the point where I had, they were about the size of marbles. And then okay. we got hard freeze. And Have you tried... And I know you don't like really doing this, but have you tried buying some plants? I might if I could fairly, find some. If I could find some, that would be the, the hard first part. year I grew them. I think I bought some at Walmart, and I had really? a really good crop. I mean, I had a really good harvest from them. I might try that because I'm just like, I don't know. Um, and we lo- like I said, I love them. I could eat them. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, so yeah, that's me too, though. I mean, there's been some things I've given up on because I was like, you know, they just don't, they don't know. I'm not having a lot of luck with them. And it's just easier for me to go buy those probably than it yeah, is. Yeah. And for they've me taken up a lot of garden them. space for three years in a row for me. Yeah. To try. A lot of garden space, a lot of time messing with them, trying to keep them going, a lot of water. I mean, trying to water them all the time and just care. And then they end up not even producing very well for you. And it's like, is it worth it? You know, I just, uh, so they have to taste good and you have to have, I have to, I have, right. to have a lot of growing success. That's I what like I consider them. a favorite. Yeah. But to be honest with you, they're basically a baby cabbage and I can grow cabbage really, really well. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice butter sauce, though. Mm. I know. With a little bit of bacon bits. Oh, yeah. I haven't had dinner yet, so we might have to speed this up. Uh Okay. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) what we're going to jump into the what? Just we're going to break it down by vegetable or fruit. I guess we want to call the first one uh, what we like to grow. Um. And uh, what are some of our favorites are? And we're going to start out with tomatoes. What are some of your favorite tomato varieties to grow? I have my favorite, and it's been for a long time, is the little yellow pear tomatoes. Those, yeah, we were talking about those last I on the last just, episode, I think, a little bit. I love them. And you dry them, and they're like candy. And mm-hmm. um, the ones I have are heirlooms, so I save the seeds. And they're indeterminate, so they get really, really tall. And they're very prolific. You just get tons and tons of little baby pear tomatoes. And I like them because they're on the sweeter side. They're not super acidic. Um, those are my favorite for that. And then I have a favorite beef steak. It's a beef steak variety, but it's an orange tomato. It's orange jazz. And it's okay. just, just huge. I can't remember how much my tomato weighed, but I got some huge huge tomatoes out of that and the reason i like it is at least this breed and this was my second year i saved the seed third first year so this year i grew again is again it's not acidic and i just had no disease issues with it whatsoever and it just grew these huge tomatoes so i really liked that and i have a link for um, rare seeds has that which rare seeds other name is baker creek and then another one i like but this one is a hybrid and it's called sun gold and they're like they're little cherry tomatoes but again they're orange we kind of tend to the, like the orange and yellow i was just gonna say i see a pattern here with the three you've recommended they're not yeah. red tomatoes. and i think it's because they're kind of um they're not as acidic Okay, y'all, and but, all mine um, are red tomatoes, and yours are all yeah. like a either yellow, or yellow orange. and orange. Yeah, yeah. That's Anyways, wild. I really like them. They're super sweet. They grow in like clusters, almost like grapes, and um, just really, really prolific. And I really like them. So, what about yours? You got like all the red ones. 
Yeah, I got all the red ones. I mean, mine are like normal. I like the classic beef steak, and I think I get get the first ones I grew. And I, like I said, I see, uh, save the seeds every year, so I've been growing them for the same ones every year. And there's, I think they're just called classic beef steak, and I got those from Baker's Creek. And um, yeah, I love them, and they get huge. I mean, these things are so big, and uh, they're just nothing fancy about them. But they're just these large, really good growing tomatoes. They are because they're they're uh, they're an heirloom. Uh, they do seem susceptible to blight. I have had blight issues quite a bit with them, but I usually get really good harvest before it gets serious. So it's not like it's been a, it's never had blight so bad that it's kept me from getting a good crop, okay. but I do have to do some maintenance. I'll go in there and remove some leaves and, you know, and be careful yeah, about spreading the disease and do some things, you know, and I might even spray them with some solutions, you know, some good, just organic, natural solutions to kind of help out with that a little bit i'll do things to try to to try to prevent it but it, i never can it always ends up giving to the blight a little bit um but they're really good uh my, i almost always prune my tomatoes anyways yeah now if you're doing a lot of canning our favorite canning tomatoes are the amish paste they're, they're aroma type variety or not i don't think they're officially aroma but they're aroma like um yeah. They just call them the Amish paste, and they're really good. You can get those from Baker's Creek. Also, I have a link in there for that. There's other places you can buy those. I've seen those for sale from other places, too. I don't think it's a Baker Creek exclusive variety or anything. But No, it's not. I, it's a, I it's grow a good those, one. too, when I grow my canning ones. Yeah. yeah, they're really good for canning. They're not the best munching on right. uh, tomatoes, but for canning, I think they're the best, honestly. They're amazing. Yep. Yeah. And then the ones that... I think we talked about it last week. These are just called large red cherry tomatoes. And I started out with these. And many years ago, I had bought like a seed variety pack from the seed guy. I don't know if you ever heard of them. And it's the seed guy is a, is a seed company. And, um, and in that came these, a pack of these large red cherry tomatoes. Well, they've became to where I just kind of let them come back and self seed every year in this one bed. And they have every year and they are delicious. And they are a large cherry tomato they're pretty they're pretty good size and they're just they have so much flavor and they grow so good they have like no disease issues mm. and they're so prolific and i get more than i can even eat i mean it's crazy how many we get and they will go crazy though i mean uh the way i let them fall and just kind of replay themselves it's a jungle i mean it turns into a jungle and i'll even go in there and thin some out and it still just goes big old crazy issue, though, man. That's so no crazy. yeah i haven't had any blight on those that i've ever seen and it, it might you know, I mean, in the other side of the garden, I've got the beefsteak that are just getting riddled with blight. And these are over here and they don't have any. It's kind of weird. Yeah. But um, they're they're an heirloom as well. Actually, I don't know if Amish paste are an heirloom or if they're a hybrid or not. I didn't look. I think there is some varieties that are. I would guess. Okay. Well, I, yeah, I'm not real sure about those. Um, but, well, I save the seeds and they come back. So, but but yeah. there are open pollinated I know there are open pollinated hybrid varieties too that will that you can save seeds from. Um, so it could possibly be an open pollinated hybrid variety. But uh, yeah, those are my three tomatoes that I grow. Kind of boring, I know, but I like them and they grow really well. <laughs> That's what works for you. Yeah. So what about uh, your favorite beans next on the list? Yeah, I'm super boring in this. There's where you got fancy and I got these just plain old <laughs> Blue Lake pole beans. Now I used to do the Kentucky wonder pole beans, mm -hmm. but man, the string in those is so oh, bad. Man. I'd made and that mistake once. Don't ever yeah, do it again. <laughs> it's fine. If you get them super, super young, but if you let them things go just a few days past where they should be, I mean, they, the string in those is brutal. You can't even eat them. Blue Lake are much better. They are a string bean, but the string isn't that bad. Um, so I like them a lot better as far as pole beans go. And as far as yeah. bush beans, my bush green beans, I like the provider bush green beans. Just those because are amazing. I have those the, actually. The name says it all, provider. They put out a yeah. ton of beans. For a small little bush, they are loaded with green beans. So I'm a green bean guy. You're you have other stuff. I here I am with all the colors again. I actually yeah. like um I actually really like the provider and I have those, but these these other two are my favorite beans that I like to grow and I I just love yellow wax beans and those are a bush bean. Mm -hmm. um, well, the ones I have are, and they're, they're just your yellow wax bean. And I like the texture of it. It's just a little bit of a different texture 
of a bean. And then, um, so the outside is yellow. And then if you save the seeds, they turn black inside the seeds okay. will be black. And then the Chinese red noodle beans. I don't know if you've ever seen those. They're like three feet long. Yeah. I don't, uh, yeah, they well, maybe not three feet. They get a couple feet long, and they're they're yeah. long and skinny. And I just love those because they're kind of spicy. And so we'll slice those, those have another up name and saute them. Those have another name. Probably. Uh, I have some, some really long call beans. Them like asparagus bean. No. I grew some bean. really long beans last year. Yeah. And, um, I think they go by a couple different. But names. I didn't think they were called Chinese. They were not red. They were green. These were green bean. Oh, mine are but red. I can't remember what these were called. And they're really long. And we and I was really excited about them because they were growing really good. We had a ton of them, and then we ate some, and, and they weren't like very good. Yeah, I oh, didn't see, like we, them. See, these ones are a little bit. They have a little bit of a spice, and we'll saute them in like a stir fry. We love them. Yeah, these didn't have any kind of spice or anything. I can't remember what these were. Noodle bean. They were just called like a noodle bean or something, uh, something like that. Really long, and I just didn't like the taste that much. I mean, they weren't near as good as a huh. normal green bean. And I, I had high hopes. I really did. I was excited. The first time we picked some, I, I got took so straight sad. to the kitchen. Yeah, I, it's so disappointing when you find you got something that's growing pretty good and it looks really good on the vine. You're ready to get after it, and then you just it's like okay, yeah. that was it. Me and my wife were both like, yeah, those weren't very good. And I was like, yeah, I didn't. That's how think we so felt either. with those little cuc cucumelons. Yeah, it, I was it's really like, disappointed. So yeah, they were still cool to grow though because they looked really cool hanging on a trellis. They were like, I had them on a trellis on a string trellis, and man, these okay, things were yeah. like, and they probably were three they feet. They looked so pretty, three too, feet long. Yeah, they were really like cool. Huge. But yeah, just let the air out of my tires when I eat some. <laughs> so I was one too excited about them. <laughs> Well, this next one, if anybody has listened to the podcast for long enough, they're going to know what Harold is going to say. But Harold, yeah. what is your favorite squash? Of course, I like butternut. Now, there are several varieties of butternut, and I haven't tried very many varieties, though. The one I've stuck with is, I think it's called, I think you pronounce it a Waltham or something like it, Waltham. I think that's how it's okay. pronounced. Butternut. Got it from Baker Creek several years ago. I've saved the seeds. There are several varieties of, of butternut, though. Um, squash. There's some bigger there ones are, or smaller yeah. ones or some with like a rougher skin. There's some different ones. This is the one I've been growing. And yes, I'm in love with it. It's so yeah. good. Uh, it makes the best soup squash on the planet. Soup, yep. Yeah, mate, it's just delicious. I mean, I just like half in one and throwing it in the oven and just eating it just like that. I mean, I just love it. it it's my favorite squash by far. I mean, I grow a lot of yellow, like straight neck and uh, cricket neck yellow squash. And I grow a lot of we grow some spaghetti squash. I mean, I would grow a lot of squash. None of them even compare to me for, for and even butternut. acorn that you're going to mention. Uh, none of them compare to this butternut. Yeah. Squash. I like the acorn, but yeah, I just put acorn. I didn't even put a variety down because I'm not even sure what mine is. Well, I've got one of those that I saved and I just keep using yeah. the seed. And well, and I'm excited about it because I got one from you at the conference that I got the seeds yes. out of. Yes. So I want to see see what you're so excited about. I'm going to grow I some. Just, I do. Like I it. do really like butternut squash too. I like I like acorn squash. Definitely. I just nothing compares to to butternut. It's just so yeah. unique compared to all the other squash. The taste is so different than all the other squash. Has so I much feel more like flavor. Tastes, um, more like a sweet potato almost. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. but better. Definitely better. Um, yeah. yeah, really. That's I didn't even put down any others because all the others don't even compare to me. I grow them all. I, I mean, yeah. I grow summer squash and stuff too, but I just too. really, really like my winter squash. They're just yeah, super I can, sweet, flavorful. I yeah. can live without the, the the summer squashes. I mean, I yeah. grow them because they grow so good. I mean, you get so much yeah. food, but yeah. to me, there's just not a lot of flavor there. Um, they end up tasting like whatever you cook them with. Yeah, they're kind of bland, I feel like. And that's why I don't like I love things with a lot of flavor. And to me, the summer squash don't have a ton of flavor. So I just I guess they're good filler, they're good for you, but I don't um don't grow a lot of them. I mean, I grow a lot of them. I don't put them as far as like my favorite. I wouldn't miss it if it didn't if I didn't grow them one year. Let's just put it that way. I really wouldn't miss it. Because you can't really store them for that long either. I mean, a month or so, six no, weeks. No, they don't store very long. Yeah. No, where butter nut, uh, acorn bow store well, really those well. Will store like almost all winter. Yeah. Um, yep. Moving on, our favorite corn. Now, man, these can be fighting words. People get really specific. Yeah, you, you, and you've grown a lot more corn than I have. Um, 
as far as uh, I had you know, a friend, my friend Fred, who I don't think listens to the podcast, but my friend Fred was a big corn guy. Like he was involved in studies and stuff like that for saving seed because he grew acres and acres and acres of organic dent corn to feed his horses. And so he just kind of got me into corn. Mm-hmm. And um, and of course we have Jordy who definitely is big into corn. Yeah, yeah. We know as a you know is a listener, and he he's actually selling some of his seed. I've seen that. Um, yeah, yeah. But my favorite sweet corn is peaches and cream, and that's that classic one where you see with the couple of different colors mm-hmm. on the on each cob. And now you put a link in here really for a good. company. Who is that? Um, Urban Farmer. Oh, Urban Farmer. Okay. I also know that Baker Creek sells that variety. Oh, they probably as do. As well. Um, yeah. But yeah, I didn't know. I seen UFC. I didn't know what that was. Or that's Urban Farmer. I think they're in Indiana, if I if I recall. Urban Farmer is where I got my seeds. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. And, and that, that's a sweet corn. Yeah. They just take, it's a sweet corn, you know, but unfortunately when you grow small areas like we do, I either have to, I don't grow corn every year. It's just like usually one of those years where. This year I might because um, I don't need to grow a lot of tomatoes because I have enough to make tomatoes canned. So I might have room for corn. It's just kind of one of those things. Oh, I have room for corn this year. So I grow it. But my other one is I I like to grow dent corn for grinding. Mm-hmm. And it's called yellow dent truckers corn. <laughs> the reason I picked it to begin with was because the short growing season. Because dent corn can take a really long time because you let it dry on the stock. And um, it just has a shorter growing season. And I have really liked it. And it has a pretty decent flavor. Okay. As as much as I like that Hopi Blue, which we talked about last time. There's just something in your head when you eat cornbread that it's not blue, but it's yellow. Yeah. It's that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, the senses can make things almost taste different because of just the yeah, visual of it. Yeah, yeah I it know. It just doesn't look very pretty when it's like, basically, it doesn't come out looking pretty and purple like the Hopi Blue. It's, <laughs> it comes out looking brown. Yeah. Yeah. And cornmeal should be, you know, cornbread should be yellow. Yeah. Well, I, I might try that. This is going to be the first year I've grown dent corn because I've not grown. I've only grown sweet corn. As I, I've actually only been growing corn for just a couple of years, period. Yeah um three i think um so and it's just been sweet corn but i'd like to get into some dent corn and try some different stuff space has always been an issue but i've definitely expanded my gardens enough where i can definitely grow some now but i grew i've been growing for the last three years this it's called buell i think sweet corn Uh b-u-h-l and i got that from baker's creek and that's what i've just been growing it's really good it grows fast um now i did grow another kind that i think i bought the seeds at I bought them locally. I might have bought them at like a Walmart or something. And it was just like, called it like candy corn. It was like a candy corn, sweet corn. And I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. I mean, the ears were a lot smaller and I actually didn't even like it. It just, it it just didn't taste near as good to me. And this was a lot better, a lot sweeter. It wasn't very starchy. I think the candy actually was a lot starchier. It it wasn't supposed to be. I thought it would be more sweeter, you know? Um, But I don't even remember officially what that, Ready was it? They, I just remember it was called it like I thought. Hey, that looks cool. I'll try that and see what that is. And I put a couple rows of it in and was not impressed. And it didn't even grow that good. Like I said, the ears were really small and didn't have near didn't have a real good crop. This one, this one had a couple ears on every stalk, and they were really nice, formed, huge ears. And it's been consistent for I think the three years I've been growing it. It's been real consistent. And do you just freeze yours then? That's what we do. Yeah, we but always just freeze it, it. Eat so much of it that it, you don't have any left for freezing. <laughs> uh, we actually, I think now this last year, we had a little bit less than the year before. There was one year we put up 300 ears. And yeah, oh, we wow. ate and we and that lasted us 10 months. That's a lot of years. Yeah. Oh. And, and that was from two raised beds. And I just packed it in and it produced okay. that much corn for us. So, yeah, it nice. did pretty well. It was pretty, pretty, fairly prolific and it was really good. And yeah, we ate on it for a long time out of the freezer. We just froze on the cob. We froze it. And that's the way we ate it for several months. And we didn't, I didn't plant as much last year. So we didn't have as much in the freezer, but it was, we had quite a bit. Um, 
but not that much. Uh, but we don't have any right now. We're out. So I think I'm going to go back to try and growing more. I am down to two jars. Which is pretty sad. Yeah. We like our we like our corn on the cob around here. I do like it in the cob. We just ran out of room in the freezer. It's frozen. I love to can, but there's nothing better than frozen corn. Fresh yeah. frozen sweet corn. Yeah. Way better. Now, this next one we're gonna talk about, we did a whole podcast on it uh, a while yes. back. And I admitted in that podcast that I needed to kind of up my game on potatoes. Because yeah. like I've been my my thing has just been run down to Rural King or TSE and buy the sea potatoes they have available, you know, and they're not they don't have a lot to choose from. They have like three different varieties of like basic stuff. I don't remember what it was now. And I'll throw all those in. And I've also not had a lot of good luck with that. They just yeah. haven't grown really well because I haven't. So this year I had planned on buying, you know, yeah, from some. Yeah, buy some sea potatoes from some reputable companies that we talked about that you do. We kind of discussed yeah. a little bit. So this one's kind of on you. Um, it's all on me. Putting all it's all the on you. On me. And you have one list. I love <laughs> Kennebex. Yeah. And I like them just because Kennebex or Russets, I just love them because they store for a long time. There's mm-hmm. better flavored ones like your red potatoes. I love yeah. a red potato. They don't store very long. So if you grow those, basically you kind of have to do something with them or eat them fairly quickly. So my favorite one is the Kennebec just because they store for so long. We've had now when I've grown, you know, when I do get the ones I get, we get some red potatoes. Those seem to actually grow better than the other ones that I buy. But like you said, storage issues, they don't store as good, but they do seem to grow better. They don't grow as big. So they're smaller, but they, but they they seem like they actually, plants themselves do better and they do produce better it just has to do with how thick their skin gets when you cure them and those red ones just don't get a very thick skin yeah Yeah. so i don't know i like to grow them i still have potatoes in my basement right now i don't have a cellar my basement's like pretty normal temperature 60 degrees and i still have them from picking them last year now they are starting to get some eyes so i'm gonna have to start deciding which ones I'm going to use for seed and which ones I'm going to probably probably shred or turn into French fries or can soon. Yeah, that's awesome. I definitely want to up my potato game a lot because we love potatoes. We eat a lot of potatoes. Well, I'm not eating any right now because I'm on keto, but (laughs) (laughs) Um, I kind of go off and on that. When I'm on keto, we eat a lot of potatoes. Um, It's just something we uh, traditionally use a lot of in our house, so we'd want a lot of them. And um and, you know, I was at a lot, uh, like we talked about in the last podcast, it's definitely a great survival crop. I mean, it's one of them high calorie, right. you know, crops that yeah. you, you want to have a lot of if you can. So um, definitely, uh, I definitely went up my game on have, that a little bit. They do have a fair amount of potassium in them and yeah. I think probably some vitamin C, but yeah. Yeah, definitely yeah. something I want to do better with. But something that I've been trying to do better with for several years is onions. And I do have some some varieties I really like in my onions. Um uh, we, it's funny how we both picked one, uh, that Elsa Craig. I didn't realize that you picked that. I just but that. I got funny. mine from Baker Creek, and you got yours from. Well, you got seeds, right? Yes, okay. I grew mine okay. from seed. So you're growing yours from seed. I last year grew some from seed, but also bought plants. Not okay. What would they? What do they call them when you buy them? Are they starts? Is that what they yes. call I'm trying to Sets are the bulbs. Yeah, sets are the bulbs. So the sets are the, are the bulbs. I'm yeah. actually buying plants. So they arrive yeah. right about the time you're supposed to put them in the ground, and they look like little plants. But they're basically exactly what you would grow if you grew them from seed. But they're like, they they do all the hard work for you. Yeah. <laughs> and I get them from Dixondale Farms. And I just had such great success with them last year that I decided to do it again this year, even though... I have grown them from seed um, just because of time. But my other one, I do like walking onions, which are a perennial onion. And I don't have to plant those at all. I just kind of have to keep those in rows or they'll go everywhere. Yeah. And I got some of those from Jordy last year. So I got to kind of experience the first taste of those. And I do like them. And I... They haven't really expanded like last year. You know, I just had them the first year. So I'm really looking forward to this year having a lot more of them because I did try them a couple... uh, just now, compared to the Elsa Craig, they're not going to get like those. These Elsa Craig, no, they're not big. Um, they get huge. They get yes. really big. Where the Which is why I chose onion, them. 
I have only gotten them maybe as big as a 50 cent piece after. Like- yeah, I, I would say just slightly smaller than a golf ball. If I had to throw yeah, them away. They don't get huge. Them. They're spicy. Yeah. Um, where the Elsa Craig, I feel like it's just more of like your sweeter yellow onion. but they Just get a big really yellow big. onion. Yeah. They get really <laughs> um, big. Yeah. One that I've been growing long before I started. I've only been growing the Elsa Craig for a couple of years. And before that, I was just growing these yellow sweet Spanish onions uh-huh. and they grow really well. And I'm still keeping them going because they grow so good. I mean, they just, okay. I have several of those also. Um, they store pretty good. I'm finding they, the Elsa Craig's don't store it. They do. I feel like they store pretty good. I mean, we keep them for, okay. we keep them for quite a while. Um, I, I struggle uh, storing a lot of things because I don't have a cellar. Yeah, I don't either. I just like put them so, in the potatoes and onions have all have been a little bit of a challenge. I have to kind of try to find that. We have a yeah. basement, but I can't really store anything down there. It just gets too moist down there. Um, so you know, it's like we just try to find a closet and stack stuff up in or something like that. It's just like it's a little difficult. So it, I think if we had a cellar, things would do way way better. But um, yeah, I've I've had really good luck growing those. Just the yellow sweet okay. Spanish, so I like them. But then I also started growing uh, when I bought the Elsa Craig. I also bought ones called Globo onions and they're big they're really really big and which is why i liked them i just wanted to try them thinking they're white onion i think that's why i picked them separately because they were a white and the other one was a yellow and we kind of like both um they're a long day onion um oh yeah we grow those up here too yeah yeah uh i want it's a white it's a white onion yeah it's a white onion very large i need to find a red variety that i like because i do like to have a red red onion once in a while on like a salad yeah, yeah, it's really good too. Um, but yeah, we've had your good luck. I mean, I've only, only grown them for a couple of years. I really like them. I like how big they get. They seem to grow really, really well. And um, I've saved the seeds from them, and they seem to grow good the second year. So we did it again, <laughs> and we're going again. And luckily, I got I got seeds first year. Like normally, onions are biennial, and you get seeds second year, right? But right. we had those two years, the last two years. What happened the last two years that made onions go to seed? Drought. Drought stress. So it drove them into like the survival mode that made them put off seeds on the first year, which was awesome for me in a way because I got my seeds the first year. And uh, so I was able to grow them from seed the second year. Um, nice. So, yeah, that happened. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, I mean, I've, those are the three that I've kind of stuck with. And again, uh I, I I'm enjoying the walking onions. We're going to, I'm hoping to really expand those throughout my guilds and get those like, I'm really wanting to utilize those in the guilds, you know, grow them around trees and things like that. Um, so I'm really just looking to kind of get those around the property before we start just tearing into them and eating them like crazy. You know, I'm really more about expanding those right now. Um, but yeah, those, but I did grow some red onions too, but generally I've gotten my red onions down at like the feed store. Like I'll go down to Rule King or something and grab them out of there because when I'm buying the potatoes and yeah, plant those. I don't those have a special bulbs. favorite one yet. For and red. they've done well. They've actually done pretty well for me. We've actually, they don't get very big though. Um, they never get very oh, big when you buy no. them that way, but they grow good. I mean, you can throw them in with a roast and a slow cooker or something. They're, they're great for that, but I don't know what variety they are. Just like a red onion, but I don't, I don't recall what variety they are, but they grow good and they taste good. So yeah, I like that. Moving on to something I've been growing since day one successfully is lettuce. And I grow a lot of lettuce, lots and lots of lettuce, save lots and lots of seeds. So I've been growing the same lettuce kind of over and over and over for like a decade now um, because I save the seeds like crazy. And yeah, you're better at this than I am. I was, I don't don't know. I mean, to me, lettuce is like the easiest thing to save seeds from and grow over and over and over. You say that, and yet I, for some reason, ours just seems to get better, and I just haven't had. Well, yeah, yeah. I've set up some kind of kind of like um, microclimates for my lettuce to where it, yeah. you know, and and when, definitely in the middle of summer, you're not going to get that second cutting because it's so it'll start getting bitter by the second cutting in the middle of summer, um, you know. But in early spring, in the spring, and in the fall, I can get like two or three cuttings on it. Without it getting yeah, last bitter. year I put mine in planters and put them on the porch and moved them around in the shade and they did a lot yeah. better that way. Yeah, I grow I grow quite a bit of it. I mean, I got one spot that only gets probably three hours of sunlight, but it grows lettuce really good. Oh, that would be a great spot. Yeah, yeah, I and need to find so, somewhere like that. Yeah, so it's just a nice little area to grow seed, uh, grow lettuce. Um, and and what I find grows really good there 
and it's the one you're probably having the most trouble with because you mentioned it is the black seeded Simpson mm-hmm. is it will go bitter, but I like growing it because it's a lot of success in growing it. Yes. It grows so good it and does. then it creates a lot of seeds really good. And, but I don't, it does turn bitter fast. I I do fine. Okay. Um, so it's kind of the one I've built like that little microclimate for um, growing. Now, I also grow red romaine, now and I actually originally actually got that form to yeah. look like a romaine. Really, yeah, okay. it's really good. And I got that from the seed guy years ago in that seed variety pack. That was one of them we got there, and it's really good. I like it, and it tastes good. It grows good. I find it to be way more heat and sun tolerant than the black seeded Simpson. Maybe I'm going to try that one. Then. Um, so I like it a lot. The one that probably tastes the best that I grow. Is butter I crunch. Love, I love butter crunch lettuce. I love butter crunch too because it's closer to a head lettuce. It's not a head lettuce. It's more like a bib. I think it's probably a bib, maybe. I think it is a bib. I think it is a bib, which so it has a little bit of that crunch, almost like a head lettuce. Because I can't grow head lettuce. I've tried growing head lettuce. It doesn't grow good here. I just Somebody can't. Somebody has off. the trick. Tell us. Yeah, I just I can't pull it off. I thought I'd try maybe growing it in my aquaponics this next year. See how it does okay. in aquaponics, but I haven't been able to grow it in the ground at all. It just doesn't grow good. I haven't butter, either. And I butter crunch has been a great this. alternative to that. So I love the way it tastes. I love that crunch it gives you. I love the, the flavor. I like it. It probably doesn't grow quite as prolifically as the other two. It no, takes a little bit more like work, but I like it. So it's a good alternative to the to the head lettuce like the that you would buy at the grocery store because that's what we really like the taste of, the crunch of, putting in salads and things. Mm-hmm. And I know it doesn't have near the, the the vitamin density or anything like that as like the loose leaf lettuces and things. Right. Yeah. But there's something about that crunch in a lettuce you like when you're eating a salad, you know? And uh, butter crunch gives you some of that. Romaine gives you some of that too. I mean, um, if I'm looking for nutrient density, I'm just going to add a little bit of um, maybe some Swiss chard and a little bit of kale into my little, salad. Yeah, so, yeah. you know. I'll, I even like to get some crunch out of it. What I do is I'll even chop up some cabbage and put in there. To get that crunch. Oh, yeah, yeah. And or even, like, I mean, some nuts or yeah, dried berries. Yeah. yeah. So there's some ways around that. So you still get that crunch out of it. But yeah, those are my three. I Like I said, you've put the Black Seeded Simpson and you've mentioned I a couple of I did. And I said bib because um, I also like the butter crunch. But I just, I'm going to have to try the one that you're using, that link there, because mine isn't doing great. When I get bib, I usually buy it from the farmer's market. Yeah. So I just need, I really need to up my game. My, um, a few years ago, my garden changed dramatically when we had to take down two oak trees. So I went from having not a lot of sun to having full sun all the time. And now my lettuce just doesn't grow great. And so I need to find a different spot in the yard. I definitely have to be really strategic about the lettuce planting. And, uh, and so like, even in my main garden, I grow, I grow lettuce out here and it's full sun most of the day, but the very two back beds get the shade from my barn oh, about half the day. Yeah. So it's huge with lettuce. So those are my lettuce beds. If I'm going to grow it there. Um, I have a couple small beds that I've built in different places of the yard. They have a like half day shade and, and I'll grow lettuce there. So, I mean, I just try to be really strategic of where I grow. But what you did is I was growing it in pots and moving it in and out. That's a great idea. And yeah, I've done that, too. That again it works really year. well. Yeah. It just That's... is the best option here. We get a lot of sun in our yard now. Yeah. In summertime, it's neighborhood difficult. Went through, yeah. What happened was our neighborhood went through and we lost, our whole neighborhood lost almost all of our oaks to oak wilt, a disease. So, I went from having a lot of shade to having no shade and my garden almost being too hot. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, I, I, thought, I thought we just add like uh, I put a, a section on here for just other favorites because those are kind of like your when you think gardening, you think these kind of main categories of things you're growing, right? Tomatoes and whatnot. But, you know, there's other things I really like in my garden, but I don't know that I really wanted to like do whole categories on them. But there's just some things I like to grow. And mm-hmm. so I put down a few things. You put down a few things. You want to mention some of them that you're you have on your list? Yeah, I love arugula. Because I like adding just that little bit of spice to my to yes. my salad. You don't like it? I I will I have 
like I will grow a lot of times I'll just get like these packets that have like a, uh, a salad mix and it'll have like mm-hmm. some red and some, it'll have some arugula in there and it'll have like I said, some red lettuces and things and it'll, and it gets in there. And every time when I'm eating a salad with that salad mix and I come across <laughs> uh, arugula and that spice hits me, it's like, I do not like it. I don't know what it is about it. That's funny. We like love it. it. Yeah. We love I'm it. And not fact, a fan. we I, will eat straight arugula. Lettuce, yeah. Salad. I've, I've, I've ate it like that and I don't enjoy it. I mean, it's, edible for me but i not something i'm looking to grow yes but it's super healthy for you as well though i've read a lot of stuff on and it's how pretty it easy to grow and save yeah. seed from mm-hmm. um and then the other one i like is of course banana peppers we just love yeah. sweet banana peppers they're so good and i noticed that you put it down here too yep i um, love my sweet banana peppers i don't know if there's a particular variety as far as like a a name or anything i always just kind of buy a basic sweet mm-hmm. banana pepper and they grow so good here i mean we get so so many of them every year and that's i'm happy about that because i love them and i've we'll stuff them i will pickle them i'll ferment them i will just eat them raw i mean we just, Sauté, raw yep. yeah chop them up put them in salads i mean i just love them uh yes I, mean. I think i love them pickled probably more than anything i just love a pickle brine on them and just pickle them and 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 then I'll put them on like you know chop them and put them on sandwiches and things like that. It's so good. Yeah, or like on a hamburger. Yeah, on a hamburger exactly. I'll even like chop them up, put them on like hot dogs or something like sausage or brats or. Yeah, they're pretty good. Something like that. I just love them everywhere. They're just a great, great. I thing think a lot grow. of people like them because they're not hard to find. Right. Um. The other one we really really enjoy is bok choy. It's just it's like a um, it gets it's, crispy. It's a ca- it It's a cabbage. A head. Yeah. yeah, and it. Yeah. But it it has just like this little bit of a salty. I feel like it's a mix between a cabbage and a chard. It has like a little bit of salt flavor to yes. it. And we will do like a, we actually make like a Chinese meal with it where it's just mm. boiled dinner. Nice. And you sit at the dinner table and you dip them in there and you dip in chicken and you boil it right there at the dinner table. It's really yummy. We like that. I, um, I, I like sh- it, but... um. I actually have a little bit of trouble growing it because it's so delicate. Like it, you, it really does not tolerate heat at all. Yeah, um, I tend to grow it in the spring and in the fall. Yeah, yeah. It, like I'll get some out and I'll get a little bit of it, but then it turns so fast because it just it just starts. Yeah, it just doesn't last very long. You and to, it's easy to save the seed from. Again, yeah. it's another one of those. It's just a round seed. Do you find that bugs really like it? No, not here. Yeah, it oh. seems like a. Seems like bugs really like it here. Isn't I don't that know interesting? It's just the different gardens. Yeah, they seem to go for it more above other. They do things. not seem to touch it here. Um, okay. Yeah, and I just love it. In fact, I was growing some right before winter, and it got covered in snow, and I wasn't sure if it was going to make it, but we still were able to go out and pull it and eat it. So, yeah, it tolerates okay. a little bit of snow. The other one we let I like, and I'm not sure I'm saying it right. Is it lactose? Tonado kale. Am I saying that? No, no, never heard of it. Lassonado. It's the, it's like the the long skinny ones that a lot of people will call it like dinosaur kale. Dinosaur kale, yeah. It's not curly. The leaves are kind of straight. I like it because number one, I like the flavor, but number two, um the leaves are a little bit more delicate than most kale. And it's not as hard to wash because you don't get out, you don't have all that curly. I need like to I need to change to a dinosaur type kale. I've not grown any of that. I always grow a more like the normal kale. I don't know what it is the, what they call it, and I don't like it that much. Um, yeah, but I always look at the dinosaur leaves. kale and I always go, "Ooh, that looks so much better than what I'm growing." You yeah, know, the leaves are a little bit more delicate. They're not as tough. Okay, um, I think I need to switch that up because I don't like my the yeah, kind of kale can, I grow that much. Yeah, I really like it, and it's just it's a lot darker. It's a real dark, dark green. I don't know. Yeah. I just, I like, really I mean, like I grow kale and I'll put it in smoothies and things like that, but I don't want to just eat it because it just doesn't taste that great to me. I'm thinking, yeah, I might try maybe some different kinds of kale this year and yeah, yeah. if I can't find one that actually has a better taste and texture. It's just as hearty as the other ones. Okay, it's, cool. Um, it's just not like the curly leaf. And so if I end up getting a little bit of insects in there, it's super easy to get off where sometimes when you have a little insects in the curly ones, they're kind of hard to deal mm-hmm. with, but and then my last one is ground cherry, which is, I think, technically a tomato. They come okay. in like a little paper. I think they're a tomato. Is that the, they, is like, is that, they is come that also in like a little like a paper lantern? Tomatillo or whatever, or whatever they call it. Is that the same thing? No, it's not a tomato. 
Because that's wrong. That's like a paper. They they must be a similar family. They come in that little wrapper, but they're a lot smaller. They're like the size of a dime or even a little bit smaller than that. And they're I'm interested in this because I'm going to, I got some seeds and I'm going to be growing some of that the first time this year. Super sweet. They're so yummy. Okay. I'm excited now. And I just, I just love them. They I never bought, make I think it. I bought some from uh, Mary's Heirloom Seeds this year because yeah. I, I put I bought some tomato a different kind of tomato from her because I was really they looked okay. really neat and then I seen she had these ground cherries too so I got some seeds some of those and I ended up getting a little order from from her and um but that was in there and I thought like, I haven't grown ground cherries so I'm gonna try to grow them this they're year they're really good they're not overly sweet they're kind of a mild sweet they never make it into the house to do anything with them <laughs> they just like literally pe- we go out to the garden specifically and. We will stand there and just eat them. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Well, my list is uh, I like radish and I like these yes, giant radish, these crimson giant radish, because I what I like to do with radish is not just eat the radish so much, but I like to make like radish hash browns. Yes. I, and the, and because that. these because these are bigger, they right. make more, obviously. So I love to make like a hash brown out of radishes. It's so good. And so I will do that and I'll just roast them too. And they're really, really good. But what I really, really like is they get their bigger plant and they put off a lot of the seed pods, which I really love. I love the seed pods. They're really, yeah, really talked good. about this a lot. Yeah, I love them. And I've pickled them and I just eat them plain or just drop them in salads. I've done all kinds of stuff with them and they're just delicious. And you get a lot of them with these crimson giant radish. So that was one that I like to grow. Um, Pickling cucumbers. I mean, I like cucumbers. The best ones I've found are the Boston pickling, but I don't know. Is there some that you, I haven't tried Boston a lot. I've, I think I've grown Ashley in the Boston and a couple others, but I don't know. The Boston, I keep, kind of keep going back to. Those uh, seem to be the best ones for pickling. However, I still have yet to find a way to make my pickles stay really crispy. Okay. Yeah. Just um, get them to them I actually too used pickle yeah. crisp. This, this reminds me. I actually tried pickle crisp for the first time this year, and I don't think we've opened a jar, and I need to open a jar. You're supposed to let it sit, but I let those it sit little, for a Those little uh, pellets you drop in there, is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah, I've I tried those help. before. I didn't even think it made a big difference. <laughs> see, that's what I'm wondering. So I need to go try and see. I need to go yeah. open a jar and see if it made a big difference. Because So I kind of have given up with the whole getting a crispy pickle thing well we we love pickles and we love cucumbers and and what i've had the most success with is probably the boston pickling cucumbers so that's what we've been growing there might be better ones out there but that's been it's been successful for us and uh, they seem to work pretty well there is some we have this one one year there's really big cucumbers and they were great not good for pickling but great for munching on because they were just these really gigantic long but they weren't like big around they were more skinny and really long which was oh, nice because okay. you got okay. a lot of slices, but you know they wouldn't get really uh, seedy or anything that way either. Yeah, I, I don't can't like remember, what, get big I can't seed. remember what they were called. I, I, I think I saved some seeds, but I don't know if I grew them last year or not. I can't remember. And then rainbow Swiss chard, just oh yeah, Hands I have up. to have it because it's so healthy for you. But I also love the way it looks in my garden. It's, it's so all pretty. I always put it the closest in the bed, closest to the road because it looks like I just it makes my garden just pop <laughs> having that. Like we do like the rainbow Swiss chart. I think it's called like five color chart or something yeah, like that. It's so pretty. Um, but yeah, I think I got it from Baker Creek the first time, but everybody sells it. And uh, I do. I always it's like the thing I always put in the farthest to the road bed. Just so it looks it makes my garden look prettier that way. <laughs> <laughs> which I like. Yeah. And of course, sweet banana peppers made my list. And then I grew, uh, two years ago, I had my best cabbage crop I ever grew. And I, I chalked that up to using row cover, oh, but, but I also, but I also planted these golden acre cabbage that I got from Baker Creek. So the combination made some awesome cabbages. I don't know. I know it was the row cover had a big impact on it, but those cabbages were also delicious and big and nice. And I just, and they grew really, really well. So yeah. So I'm sticking with the golden acre cabbage. And unfortunately I didn't see save seeds from those because I cabbage are a little bit tricky to save seeds from not let's put it this way. They're really ugly to save seeds from <laughs> they. Yeah. Look horrible when you're saving seeds from them in your yeah. garden. So At I just bought time, some. It, I just it bought feels some more like seeds. a lot of them when you, a lot of things when you let it go to seed, it just does. Cauliflower is another one. Cauliflower, yeah. 
looks disgusting almost when you're saving it turns black and then it starts yep. shooting up it just looks horrible save seeds from your garden will never look so ugly as when you're saving seeds and there's a couple things man it's like i'll just buy the seeds because it, it takes so long and you're it's like it turns whole beds in your garden just just really bad you know it, yeah so and when you things. save seeds it does make it hard for like succession planning because you're yeah, right. making up space so you kind of have to pick and choose yeah, broccoli, cauliflower, and cabbage have been things that I just continue to buy rather than save seeds from. I mean, I have saved yeah. seeds from them, but I just, to me, I'll just buy the seeds as long as I can. And But if I, the option is ever not there, I can always save seeds. And, and I always have some left from the previous year. I never use them all. They always give me way more than I grow. You know, you can only grow so much that space-wise. Cabbage takes up a lot of space. So, yeah. you know, but anyway, those, those are just some that I've will continually put back in my garden, grow a whole bunch of other stuff than these things. But these, these seems to be things I keep coming back to and keep growing. And that I really like and are some of my favorite varieties. So yeah, those are some of our favorites. So yeah, you'll have to, folks can go into the, uh, you know, go, go to the uh, website there in the show notes or get on Facebook or whatever and share your favorites, some things you like to grow because yeah. it's obviously going to be different for people who are in different parts of the world, mm -hmm. obviously. Um, but even if you're, there's people that my, my neighbors that grow different things than me that really like what they right. grow. So everybody has different things they like. Well, and know? we're, we're more in a Northern climate, um, even though you're not as far North, but there's probably people down south that grow very different varieties oh, and they might even yeah. grow like, you know, okra and stuff like that. Where Yes. You know, yeah. here. Which okra grows really well here. I like okra. I don't love it. I like it. Um, yeah. But it does grow really good here. I've grown it several times and it looks really cool in your garden too. These big old giant tall plants. It's just one of the things that kind of looks cool in your garden to grow. I mean, I, I like it. I like growing it. Just almost. Just I've never tried to grow it. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what uh, if you'd have a lot of success with it or not being up there, but it seems to grow really well here. I've had pretty good luck with it. I didn't grow it last year, but I think I grew it every year before that. Um, well, you and, know, I did. I did grow peanuts last year and it was successful. Yes, you grew peanuts. I've never grown peanuts, but I'd like to. I think it'd be kind of fun. It was fun. It was really yeah. it was just kind of my one fun crap for the year. And it was. Do you know anything about growing them in pots or bags like grow bags or anything? I think it would probably grow really well like that because they do like heat and of yeah. course they do grow in, they grow in the ground. Because I, you know, I did my potatoes in grow bags last year and they weren't successful and I'm not going to, so I have all these grow bags and I'm like, what do I want to grow in those grow bags this year? And I'm thinking peanuts. You should try it. Cool. And I got my peanuts through Baker Creek. Yeah. Um, yep. I'm also, uh, I grew a lot of my, uh, um, water chestnut in grow bags inside the aquaponics oh, and that yeah. was that actually worked out pretty good and i'm going to do that this year again I, i'm going to just submerge them right in my pond in my okay. little backyard pond and grow them in my pond in grow bags just drop the grow bags right down and in that the pond. ended up being successful enough well to do it again. I, I feel like i won't call it like a huge success they did multiply um okay. I, I mean i basically had like two or three in each bag that i planted and i ended up with i don't know maybe what I, I did, a, I think I thought I talked about it in the podcast. Why did I end up with like 30 or 40 of them? I mean, it wasn't, I wouldn't call it great success, but um, yeah, I, feel like I actually, I had them down in a, in a, in a, a tote that circulated okay. through my aquaponics system. And it was a cool setup that I had going. So it was moving water and it was kind of flushing it, but I don't know if it liked that as well. But um, I thought about this year, just setting them right down inside the pond and some grow bags and trying that. So yeah. Anyway, I don't know how we got on that. We got to change the whole topic there. But anyway, yeah, we did. Yeah, <laughs> we yeah. could do a whole episode on things we want to try to grow or things that we think that might be an adventure. That'd be kind of fun. Maybe sometime. Um, yeah, it might I be. have lots of things that I want to experiment with, but these are our tried and true uh, favorite varieties that we just keep on coming back to. So, yeah, that's what we have for you today, folks. Uh, anything else you want to throw out there, Rachel? I think that is it. We got it. Yeah. We got to get rolling and yeah, get doing so. some stuff around the homestead. Well, folks, until next time, happy homesteading. God bless. And grow your planted.